Additional. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm incredibly <laughs> serious. <laughs> okay. I thought, I thought I opened the notes and I opened Freddy's Dungeons and Dragons character sheet. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah. What's my spot check bonus? Uh, plus 15. Uh, hey everybody, and welcome to episode 8 of Eternal <laughs> Implications, the podcast that definitely won't make you defoil your modern deck before starting a GoFundMe. Today we'll be discussing the shifting modern meta and uh, Corset uh, 20. Travis went 4-0 with Infect, and uh, uh, Nick went 3-1 for second with Infect. Infect was first and second, which highlights our inbred meta. Uh, how's everybody doing tonight? <laughs> <laughs> uh, pretty good. Doing very well. I had, uh, oh, what are they called? No-bake cookies for dinner. And that's Ooh. pretty much it. Nice. That's some homemade I had, quesadillas. I said some old-fashioned American hot dogs. That's what I had last night. That's some Dude, uh, really, and really like, nice quesadillas today. It was super good. Like Hot dogs are one of those things that they're totally disgusting. <laughs> but at the same time, you take things like lips and anus and make them taste delicious. So uh... my hat's off. Growing up, makes those hot Freddy. <laughs> Growing up in a Jewish household, we only ever ate like um, uh, Hebrew National, and they're mostly, I think they're all beef or beef and chicken, and they're really good. And that's yeah, all I still cook, even though I'm no longer practicing. Highly recommend them. Uh, so yeah, modern challenge top eight. Uh, our boy uh, Hogak. <laughs> 16 copies in the top eight. First, second, third, and eighth place. 36 in the top 32. These are not... Wait, what? What? Yeah. That's 16 copies in the top eight? Yeah. Yeah, I I, I counted them. That was... Oh, my goodness. There was, yeah, eight or 16 copies, top eight, and top 32, 36 total. Yeah, and then two people on Mono Red Phoenix... Uh, a blue white control player, and then a uh, traditional dredge list. What the hell, guys? <laughs> like when when dredge is seeming like the less broken of the combo <laughs> decks, I'm like, hmm. <laughs> You're like, oh yeah, Modern Horizons is gonna slow down Modern. I'm like, did it? Did it really? <laughs> no, not at all. Oh uh, man, M- M20 will probably slow down Modern though which is something we can talk about later. So let's talk about Hogak. Uh, is this a problem, or is the meta just in need of a shift? What do you guys think? It's not a problem as long as you have them at three life and a bolt on the upkeep. That was actually amazing, Freddy. I, oh my yeah. gosh, yeah. Somehow. That's, we... that's <laughs> one of my favorite, like, VODs ever. Was <laughs> Freddy, uh, for context, Freddy killed a Hogak player. On his upkeep, with zero cards left in library, while the Hogak player had 78 power in play? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Freddy would have lost on his draw step to decking himself, but he his hand was literally like Bolt, Bolt, Boros Charm. Yeah, it was two Boros Charms, a Bolt, and a Skewer. Yeah, I really think to send a message, you should have Boros Charm, held priority, and bolted him. I... <laughs> Still had all these. I only had two mana though, so that was the uh, yeah, that's that's fair. But yeah, no, it's super absurd. Yeah, but seriously though, the the deck, it seems like super sweet. I'm not gonna lie, like I hate it, but at the same time, it's like <laughs> I like I just hate it because I think it's better than the decks that I'm playing right now, and so you know, for me, that's where I'm at on. I'm like, I would kind of wish I had the stuff to build this, but. I don't know if it's actually like a deck I would enjoy to play, if that makes sense. Like that implies you're playing it and you're not just like turning your deck upside down. Yeah, I mean that's another problem with it. So <laughs> I don't know. What do you guys think? I took it for a whirl, like just on uh just uh on um oh what is it called? X Mage just to take it for a spin. It feels insane. Like it's another yeah. symptom of these synergistic graveyard decks that have been ruling modern for a little bit. Um, I don't know what the main problem card is. Like Hogak himself um, asks a lot of you um, to play it. Like you need a black and or green creature and play for the convoke part. And you do have to fill your yard. It might be altered dementia. That's the issue. Um, it might be faithless looting. Like I've been saying for eight months. Um, 
but either way. Oh, no. Quit hating. (laughs) Yeah, like it might just be faithless looting, like I've been saying for eight months, and so has like all of magic Twitter. Um, But once again, it might just be Altar of Dementia. I'm honestly not sure. It's weird. Uh, The deck attacks on really just one angle. You're making a million zombie tokens and killing them and also simultaneously milling them out. So two two angles. Yeah, it's like I I one's really a side effect of the other though, like in the grand scheme. I, I just like it's super weird. Alter Dimension is an odd card to have in modern now. And it's something we overlooked, like looking at spoilers, I feel like. Um I man, it's 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 definitely a broken card, but there's a lot of broken cards in modern. I'm just like really, really concerned with like, I don't know, maybe Leyline of Sanctity also sees more play because I guess Alter does target, so they're forced to just kill you with power and they can't. But even if they, even if they have a Leyline in play, you target yourself, you mill yourself, create creatures that way, and then untap and kill them. Like exactly, that's what I'm saying. Like it's, yeah, it's really weird. I don't like it. (laughs) I, I. Hmm. I don't know if it's a problem yet because it hasn't been long enough, but I definitely think it could be. Interesting. Uh, yeah, my experience uh, has changed quite a bit since I switched to four Leyline. Uh, I've been playing for Leyline of the Void in the sideboard of Infect when I jam leagues, and I, I don't think I've lost to it since I've done that. It only has like one, like one or two pieces of interaction to kill a Glycerinel for. Uh, any sort of infector I have, maybe a dark blast here or a bolt there coming in out of the side. So if I can start the game with leyline in play, it's almost just a guarantee because their creatures are so anemic, uh, and it takes them you know seven or eight turns to get there if they don't have a graveyard. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh that's been kind of my experience. Uh, I was testing Modern Red Phoenix. And that's the only deck I played against Togak as, or I put pl- I played one match with Blue White against it, and um, I was on a Terminus build, um, and so it went pretty okay. Um, I still think Terminus is terrible right now, but uh, with Mono Red Phoenix, um, I've been testing that a little bit, uh, just trying to switch to a more proactive deck right now. Um, it feels pretty good against it, which could explain why there was a couple of copies of it in the top eight of the challenge. Um, yeah, like I was playing, I was playing three ley lines on the sideboard of that, and because uh, you can you can get rid of your excess with with lootings, which is nice. But yeah, no, like I feel like if you have a good clock and you're able to shut off their graveyard, they mm. die. It's not like dredge where dredge can eventually just cast their blood gas and their amalgams sometimes and kill you still. Um, I feel like it's exactly like you said. Their creatures are fairly mopey for the most part. And we should mention, like, the modern metagame in paper is, you know, probably two weeks behind what Moto does. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, if you're going to go to a PTQ or something. But uh, the modern metagame online is, like, these decks we're looking at from the challenge top, top eight are even a little dated. I've been seeing lists on Twitter that play Leyland of the Void in the main for the mirror. Oh, my Be- gosh. Just because it's everywhere. And so you opt out of Leyline rather than opting opting into it. And so I, I think yeah, you just have to play Leyline to stop this deck. And that's just the best answer. Thankfully it's about to not be a hundred dollars anymore. <laughs> yeah, it went up to fifty and now it's gonna crash. But yeah. we can talk about that later. So Josh, you said you're building Mono Red Phoenix, which also had two copies in the top eight. Yeah. Why why are you yeah. building that and why do you think that's a good pick for the modern meta right now? Um I like turning stuff sideways. Uh, okay. <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, yeah, I like I play control a lot, but I also like attacking with creatures. Um and I'm a level with you. It's a pretty pretty surface level why I'm picking it. Uh I have more foils for this deck than I do any other proactive. No, I'm just kidding. Uh Oh my goodness. I do have a lot of foils. Wow. <laughs> But I, I think Mana Morphos is secretly one of the most powerful cards in Mon- well, maybe not so secretly. Oh, not it, so secret. Yeah, it's it's really powerful. Um, 
another very powerful card that just got printed is Lava Dart. Um, like, man, the turns oh. I've had with Lava Dart have just been absurd. Can you pronounce I, that for me again? Lava. It's Lava. Listen, man, I grew up in the Midwest. I, I, I mean, not judged. <laughs> but they're doing a 3-3 split with the dart and gut shot. <laughs> the I'm dart. Not, I'm not going to say it anymore. Good. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, the the sixth place list had it eschewed playing uh, a Bedlam Reveler at all. And it's instead, uh, it's creature base. It's got 13 creatures with four, ma- uh, four Soul Scar Mage, four Swift Spear, four Phoenix. And a blister coil weird. Blister coil weird. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's just another one-one prowess. Yeah, uh, and vigilance. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like super cool. And the list was also playing a crash through, which if you guys aren't familiar with that, it's one red uh, creatures to control gain trample till the end of the turn. Draw a card. It's another cantrip, which red lacks because you know it's not blue. Um, I think this list is a little faster than Blue Red Phoenix. Um, it does lack some of the consistency, uh, but you're not as dependent on your graveyard, though. Uh, if your Arc White Phoenix fan play, uh, bleh, if your Arc White Phoenix plan fails, you can just fall back on being a mono red burn deck with your Blister Coil Weird, your Swift Spears, and your Soul Scar Mages, and that's uh, still really good. Um, I also enjoy Light Up the Stage quite a me bit. Too. Me too, man. Yeah, it's such a such a good card. Um, this list was also on three Sunbaked Canyons. Um, the other mono red list doesn't look like it had been updated at all because he wasn't playing Dart. Um, he wasn't playing any Horizon Lands, uh, which leads me to believe that he probably wasn't playing it. Uh, sideboard, uh, another thing I really liked was Shrine of Burning Rage. I've always, yes. I've always been huge on that card. And he was also playing Kozilek's Return. Uh <laughs> just instant as, pyroclasm yeah instant speed also colorless uh which can matter uh in a world of apostles blessings uh with uh experimental fin- affinity coming back up a little bit um you're able to hit the edge champions and stuff instead of them sacking their board and putting on a champ that even that hits nice. uh the stepmom the giver yeah, of runes correct yeah i'm sure that was actually another stepmom <laughs> yeah kale was calling it that saturday and it was killing me that's uh, funny. The, I like this it. This was on like Tormod's Crypt uh, instead of uh, Leyline, but I don't know that a a one shot effect is enough. Um, I was watching Ross and uh, Ross Merriam and Todd Anderson play, and Ross Ross uh, <coughs> relicked Todd three times, and they were good relics, and he still killed him on turn four. Like. <laughs> Hogak, is that what you're saying? Yeah, with Hogak. So yeah, okay. I think I just want Leyline instead of like Crips. Um and uh yeah. the, deck also, the deck also had shenanigans and I just love that card. Yeah. I was listening to a vintage podcast and they were talking about shenanigans a lot today. Being able to just if your opponent plays an artifact, dredge it and kill it. It's pretty neat. Yeah, I'm uh I'm playing it in the sideboard of Blue Moon. Um it, it it works really well in Blue Moon because obviously you have Snapcaster Mages. Um, so it's kind of like a thought scour that instead of drawing a card, it destroys an artifact, which is pretty cool. You don't want to Snapcaster this, do you? You just want to dredge no, no, it no, every no, no. time? Yeah, I'm saying I can fill my yard with Snapcaster targets. Yes, yes uh, okay. Yeah, I, I'm still getting other relevant spells, more or less, um, which is nice. Uh, I, I really want to play like a Blue-Red Pyromancer deck with with shenanigans and like um seasoned pyromancer and young pyromancer but that's talk for another time totally play shenanigans in it yeah i just think mono red phoenix is fast and uh it doesn't depend on the graveyard as much as blue red so i think it's uh, i think it's got a little more staying power in a world where ley lines going to be everywhere and the lands being able to utilize those lands is huge oh my gosh yeah you're the mana base is just so clean and then any excess lands, you have a bunch of outs in the Lava Dart and the Sunbag Canyons, where if you do go long, like your your top end, if you're not playing the 8-drop guy, you have Arc Lights that you can just hard cast. And then if you get too much, you can just sacrifice the mountains to do damage. Yeah, this this deck looks awesome. 
yeah. I like I was talking to Freddie and I thought blue red was the better version for a long time, but I just don't think that anymore. And I also think this this deck gets to leverage Finale of Promise better than Blue Red does. Um you're hitting, you're, two right. bur- you're hitting two burn spells instead of like a cantrip and a burn spell or a light up the stage and a burn spell. That's insane. Um I'm I'm really excited about it. Like I haven't been this excited to play like a red deck in a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always excited to play red deck. So I know you are. I've been around you too much. That's the issue. <laughs> I'm contagious. Sorry, guys. Ew. You don't get to talk, Mr. Infect. You're playing a red deck. It's just disguised as a blue. <laughs> You're one. playing a red deck disguised as a green deck. It's like the ultimate red deck. <laughs> yeah, sc- I heard somebody describe scale up as a burn spell that took 60% of the opponent's life total. <laughs> thought that was yes. pretty cool a one well, mana sorcery of, burn spell speaking of like i i heard someone say it's funny that tom ross worked on this set and of course he designed a card that's great for infect and then the horizon lands which are great for small for pox like the two decks he plays <laughs> and it's like hmm <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how much to totally, that, totally but... coincidental. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it actually is. Like Tom seems like such an honest guy. Uh, so, <laughs> I just thought it was very funny. I was like, hmm. He even retweeted it, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So yeah, the uh, the five O dump. Uh, I haven't gotten the chance to look over that much. Have you guys? Yeah, definitely. I'm super into that right now. I just I just grazed over the like top eight and was like, hmm, Hogak, okay. <laughs> what else played? <laughs> yeah, okay. Then I'll take the lead on this. So Sounds good. The first list I wanted to look at is actually not from the uh, the 5-0 dump. It's a deck that was one match win away from top eighting. Uh, this is from Canister. He lost his win and in. I was watching it live, and then the deck he was playing was super interesting. It's uh, Urza, Lord High, Artificer deck, and it's super complex. I'll try to break it down. It plays Goblin Engineer, Urza, obviously, War of Invention, and then the whole goal is to get this infinite combo with Thopter Foundry, Sword of the Meek, and uh, Urza in play. And he was 5-1 and one at one point, and he seemed unstoppable, had some unfortunate mulligans and unfortunate draws. Uh, and one misplay that I wish he could take back, but this deck was extremely explosive, uh, and I wanted to highlight it because uh, it's playing Goblin Engineer, Urza, Arkham's Astroblade, which I, I can almost guarantee nobody expected to see play from any of the podcasts I listened to or articles I read. It's just a one-drop artifact that when it enters, you draw a card. You can only cast it with snow mana, though, uh, but this deck Interesting. just craves the ability to have onboard artifacts um that can trip so everything about this deck is beautiful in so many ways it even plays a grinding station it's it's a very cool deck uh i think the 11th place deck is a little cooler uh dare you how dare you travis this deck has 270 cards man (laughs) (laughs) well i mean we can talk about it but i don't think it's like good i think this deck that we're talking about the canister deck with urza i think that can be refined and be a modern deck but battle of wits hey man every card I mean... in this deck's modern legal it plays 103 lands wow <laughs> uh jokes right. aside someone was one win off top eighting the freaking modern challenge with battle of wits <laughs> like how absurd this guy decided to register for cultivate in his 270 card deck and show up and double slaughter games caleb sheer that was only two of his three slaughter games he was playing three the guy was playing supply and demand that's if you're not sure what that is that's an x card from dissension half of it's green white half of it's blue white one side makes tokens the other tutors for a multicolored card so half's a wink edition, the other half's a demonic tutor for your whole deck. Wargate, traverse the Ulven world. It's just tutors. 
Please do not read 270 cards on our podcast. I might. I, I might. I might just spend the next 40 minutes reading this deck and gushing. But you want to know what's super tilting to me, like more than anything about this list? What? It's only playing 14 sideboard cards. 14 and only 269 main deck cards. <laughs> you, you, couldn't, <laughs> you couldn't get there if you could 69 main deck cards. 14 sideboard cards. I just noticed that. Wow, that... <laughs> That's just, a good point, Travis. I think that's very fair. You ever just do really well with a meme? <laughs> yes, I have actually, but uh... he put Heroes Reunion <laughs> in his sideboard. I mean, Travis five would a league with Kiki Jiki in the sideboard of Infect, so yeah, he yeah. didn't have to play that card. This guy played all of these. <laughs> all about this. Well, Hero, he Heroes Reunion seems good cards though. Cards in his deck. Did he actually play all of them? I don't think so. Uh, he might have. <laughs> Uh, to be fair, his 14-card sideboard could all be wished for with the glittering wishes that are in the main deck. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so, I don't think he even sideboards, which gives him more no. time to shuffle between rounds, but if it were a paper yeah, deck. Yeah, he, uh, he posted on Reddit, he used to own this in paper. He sold out of it and made like 6k on it in paper because a bunch of it was foil. Oh my god. <laughs> I think I can build this actually. <laughs> I, think I double should. dog dare you. It has a valicate kill. <laughs> show up, show up with this sleeved <laughs> to modern next week, please. It has uh, a valicate kill. <laughs> yeah, hold on. Yeah, I can do this. No, I need mana confluence. Okay. Anyway, I won't tilt if you uh. If you madcap experiment me, like uh, Jeff Uglin did against that guy who was just trying to have a good time. <laughs> uh, sure. I'm not a Hoogland fan, but... Yeah, Is anybody? <laughs> Let's not make You're... our podcast 40 minutes of discussing how much we don't like Jeff Uglin. Sorry. <laughs> I think Aaron Getman is, just because Aaron Getman likes all the bad streamers. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. So, yeah, there you go. We love you, Aaron. A little. I kind of do. Uh, yeah, one third of us love you. <laughs> okay, there's two more decks I wanted to talk about since we last uh, did a podcast. Uh, one is this Devoted Druid combo deck that's Bant, and it's also playing, um, sometimes it's playing Karn the Great Creator. Uh, this version I have uh, from our 5 0 list is actually not. It's splashing white or excuse me splashing blue for teferi and uh you know you have a couple of sideboard cards available to you as well but and deck deputy's attention as well nice the 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 fact that teferi is just kind of popping off in all these combo decks is so cool to me so uh yeah. and that's but, little teferi yeah. yeah this is the three drop teferi time raveler okay it's basically a protection spell for your uh, infinite mana combo. I guess that's true. It is. It also cycles, which is kind of amazing. And uh, I don't know that this deck is playing. Any... Yeah, it'll allow you to Eldritch Evolution end of turn, which is pretty crazy, and Postmortem Lunge end of turn. Mm, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So I have to think right now, if you are going to play Devoted Druid, you want to have the four Teferi in your deck. I also think you want to be playing Karn the Great Creator and really leveraging your Birds of Paradise and uh, infinite mana to either lock your opponent out or uh, to go get some sort of win condition. Probably this deck is also playing Aladdin's Call which allows you to get whatever you need at instant speed. It's a green-white search for a creature. And yeah, I'm just really into this list, and a lot of people on Twitter are as well. I haven't had the misfortune of losing to this deck. In fact, I haven't played against it in any of my leagues, which just shows how diverse modern is. But uh, we should be aware of this kind of thing. Yeah, uh, I think uh, I think it's sweet. Um... 
it showed up at the Invitational as well, the Star City Invitational. I don't know that it did well there, uh, but from what I understand, uh, it was Edgar. I don't want to butcher his last name. The guy who plays Amulet Titan. Uh, it Mag- was one of Magaish. Magaish, thank you. Yeah. Um, so it was his teammate who brewed it. He convinced Edgar to play it that weekend because the win rate was so high in testing. Uh, so their whole team played the deck, but they were playing um, Devastate, uh, um, the Devastation or whatever. Um, I, I can't think what it's called. The the Green Green X Search. Um, and what yeah. was yeah, what was super cool about that was you could tutor up with infinite mana, get a walking ballista if you didn't have it. Um, the spell resolves with the walking ballista getting the plus X plus X. Um, and uh, so it doesn't die as a state-based action. So you can start pumping your infinite mana into it. So it's not like it was before where you had to sit and dig. You can just immediately tutor for it and put it into play and then kill them, which was pretty cool. Uh, it allows you to still get a kill through like um, an ensnaring bridge um, if uh, if you have a big board uh, instead of like the ballista in hand, which I thought was pretty cool. This this deck isn't playing that card. Uh, it's instead playing Aladdin's Call, which basically does the same thing in this case. Uh, we're just tutoring for it. It doesn't pump your board, uh, but you don't really need that when you have uh, an absurd amount of green mana. All right, I think I'm done talking about this deck. I want to move on to the next one. Yeah. Uh, this is one that 5 owed, man, like the first week after Modern Horizons came out. And a lot of people were talking about this kind of a deck. This is a basic land, snow, teamer, blood moon deck. <laughs> Highlights of this deck are the Ice Fang Codal as a four of, which is kind of like maybe even too much. But then it's playing the three Blood Moon main, Tarmogoyf as your basically only win condition. And then the non-bow of Hooting Mandrels and Nimble Mongoose. Welcome to Modern. So, uh, I would like I to point out yeah. the one of... Stop. What what card is that, Josh? Stop. I'm having trouble reading The wa- Waterlog Grove. Yeah, 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 that's it. The one Waterlog Grove. <laughs> that's, the, that's the playable condition. <laughs> Yeah, the nimble obstructionist, and I'm also going to be building this deck, and I have one, so watch out. You should cut that piece of trash. Uh, I might play three now. All right, well, we <laughs> you could probably one. cut a uh, cut one of the ice fang cuddles and play a second one. Yeah, you probably just uh, don't I, want to do that. I'm gonna jam all four ice fang just because yeah. there's a bunch of creature decks running around. Um, the I, thing. Uh, I, oh I yeah, think... go ahead, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, Travis. I was, I was just going to say, there's a huge nombo with the Hooting Mandrels and the Nimble Mongoose, because you can take yourself off of Threshold. Yeah. And so I think I'm going to be playing Hooting Mandrels and the one drop with Haste that when it attacks, you exile a card under it, and then you can pay a red to discard your hand and put all those cards. Beaumont Courier? Beaumont Courier. Yeah, perfect. Thank you. I, I was love watching... that freaking card. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, I believe it was Shuhei Nakamura who was playing... Uh, Canadian Threshold and Legacy, and that's the configuration of creatures he used, which was Hooting Mandrels and the Bowman Courier. So I think I'm going to be doing the same, obviously with more creatures, because this is modern. Uh, I'll have Snapcaster Mage and Ice Fang. But, yeah. yeah but that tension is very weird between um, Mandrels and um, Mongoose. So I think I'm gonna askew that and play Bowmat Curry in the the face of Mongoose. Everyone who was looking at this list, this is a, a five O list, basically said Nimble Mongoose was like it, it five O'd in spite of Nimble Mongoose. And so I want to figure out the best possible one drop. It might even be like Goblin Guide or not Swift Spear. I don't know. We'll figure it out. It's, it's unfortunate some... you don't have planes. <laughs> I mean, I know, could. It's not a you problem. Know what the, uh, you know what the best uh, one drop would be at that point. I'll buy it. What, what is it? Uh, it's, my, it's my girl, the kitty cat, wild the cattle. I can just play it as a tutu, I guess. Yeah, that's not what you play with. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to Also, the reason you can't play Nicodle is the mana base is super hungry for basics because mm-hmm. you're a Blood Moon deck. Oh, for so. sure. 
Nicodle is probably not great since you're not fetching stomping ground. So. Yeah. I would likely just like clean up my numbers and go up to like a fourth Snapcaster Mage and like three Beaumont Courier is what I think I would do. Like that three Snapcaster is really awkward, I think. Because uh, like, I guess you only have 18 targets in the deck. I don't know. Maybe. I th I think you should play um um oh what is it called one in a blue uh squelch you should play squelch in this deck uh, I was actually gonna play trick bind all right well I didn't want you to be able to counter my squelch I, just, <laughs> I don't like this one bit <laughs> yeah you do this to me <laughs> <laughs> well you're gonna be on mono red phoenix you're gonna crush me yeah that's the plan <laughs> so moving into our next segment the card in this deck that basically makes it happen is prismatic vista your ability to like uh, fetch a basic land of any color untapped is kind of unprecedented we've never seen anything like this that uh has been printed evolving wilds is the closest thing we got but that's all tapped and it's just really not comparable so i wanted to talk about specific cards that we've seen overperform or are affecting modern in a big way that we should take notice of we've already mentioned some as you guys listen to it obviously hogak and leyland of the void i'm kind of into prismatic vista and what that's doing to mana bases especially with blood moon uh did you guys have any cards or uh decks that we need to be aware of about the modern meta I think uh, I think more people need to be playing Prismatic Vista. I think this card is probably the best card printed in Horizons. Um, I think obviously really? you have to change how your deck's built, but yeah, being able to do something like this um, and facilitate the playing of Blood Moon, which I think is solid again. I think it's been a while since Blood Moon's been good, um, but I think this facilitates playing that and lets you have to be less greedy with your mana base while also playing Blood Moon. It lets your Blood Moon deck stop having to play cards like Cascade Bluffs um, in the early game and stuff, which is super, super cool. And not taking a bunch of damage off your mana is also nice. Um, yeah, I, uh, uh, I I know Force of Vigor has popped up a bit too. Travis, do you have much experience with that in Infect so far? Yes, I do. I've been testing for science, and... The results are inconclusive on Force of Vigor. The first 5-0 dump, there were zero Force of Vigor uh, among any of the 5-0 lists. And I was like super upset because it was one of the first cards I saw uh, being spoiled that I thought, oh, just for sure this is going to be in every green deck. And it was in literal zero green decks. So I jammed it in Infect. I've been playing it as a 3 of in the side. And there are some amazing interactions that I've had. Uh, the first being... Anytime someone plays Chalice, I'm just like so excited now because <laughs> that used to shut me off completely. But the first time I did it on Magic <laughs> Online, I, I love it. Clicked on the Force of Vigor, my hand like goes dark except for my green cards, and my Dryad Arbor was lit up. And I realized I could pitch Dryad Arbor to Force yeah, of it's, Vigor. It's green. Yeah. Woo! Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, and then another interaction, which was really crazy, which pointed out that this isn't always card disadvantage. Sometimes it's even card advantage. My opponent had Tron, top decked Karn the Great Creator, had, I believe it was like 12 mana or something crazy. So they Karn, minus, get the Lattice, play the Lattice. I float the four mana for uh, Force of Vigor and then let it resolve. I blew up the Lattice and their Urza's Tower. It was so good. Oh my gosh, it felt amazing. Oh my so, god, that's awesome. Wow. Because because the Lattice made their tower an artifact, I was like, oh, got him. I wish yeah. it would have been on stream, though. I, pref <laughs> I prefer when I Perkill's recalled them in response. Oh uh, my gosh. Yeah, they conceded. <laughs> For you. Uh, <laughs> that seems super sweet. I like that as well. Yeah, it's like, how do you like a one-sided upheaval, idiot? <laughs> okay, so I want to finish my thought. I had one more interaction that I thought was super interesting. I was actually watching Freddy stream a match of a League of Burn, and he was playing against Infect. It was round five of one of his streams, if you want to go back and watch it, where he played... Oh, I think I got destroyed. Yeah, you got blown out. Or by did, I, did I win on that one? 
Yeah, I got blown out by Force Vigor. Yeah, that was rough. They hit, dude. Did they yeah. hit your idol one? Oh yeah. yeah, you know they did. Oh yeah. So like, I talked about this. I like, don't think oh my that. Gosh, yeah, it's gross. <laughs> I don't think that's an optimal line from the infect side. Like, you should not side in Force of Vigor. But when I saw it, I was like, okay, maybe I'm wrong because it was so good. It's a four CMC spell, even yeah. if you pitch, and it dealt with. Uh, a blocker and damage it was like holy crap so force of vigor yeah. i think is an all-star that no one is playing yet uh now we have to take into account there are going to be many games where your opponent just doesn't play artifacts or enchantments like you could lose to the blood moon deck uh, because they just don't draw their blood moon they draw lightning bolts or mana leaks or whatever but the occasions where force of vigor is good it's great and when it's bad, it's terrible. So I'm not sure 100%, but I'm thinking we need to be playing more of it. Uh, yeah, at I least agree. in Infect, for sure. I'm not sure about the other green decks, but the ones that struggle with uh, like Blood Moon or Ensnaring Bridge or Karn the Great Creator, we need to be playing Force of Vigor. Yeah. Um, the other card, oh, another one of the cards I wanted to talk about is another Force, it's Force of Negation. Uh, it's even better than I thought it was. Uh, honestly, like I expected it to side it out in a good number of matchups, and holy crap, this card is great. Um, against mm. tit against Titan, I was able to tap down and play my threat, and not die to Mycosynth Lattice, which was awesome. <laughs> um, because playing a, like Titan is such a hard matchup. Um. Like, saying this is Karn Mulet, Amulet Titan with Karn. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chris plays that version, and it's so so hard to beat. Uh, I don't know. Like I might get tilted by it or something. I don't know. Like I have such a hard time. Um, okay. But uh, I found the games that I've won against it is I've been able to slam a threat or the next card I'll talk about, and and won. Uh, Tell us about this next card too. We can hit on Force of Negation being great, but. Tell us about yeah. the other card. Yeah, this next card. Uh, thanks, Drunk Me, for ordering these at $3.50 a piece. Oh, my goodness. Uh, to Fairy's Puzzle Box. Like, I, I, was, I was surfing Twitter, little, little, uh, little inebriated, and I saw, <laughs> I saw this Jeskai list with, with four NAR sets and two to Fairy's Puzzle Boxes, and I was like, what on earth? Uh, and I, like... Drunk me thought it was a good idea to go over to TCG Player and order a pair of them uh, at three dollars and some change each, and I think they're sitting at like thirty now. Uh, but uh, yeah, this card's the truth. Uh, I'm playing it in the sideboard of Blue White, uh, but yeah, like uh, there's a lot of matches where you just play your your Narset. They can't or don't interact with it. They do their thing. They pass back, and then you just play Puzzle Box and they lose. Um, like, if you have Little Teferi in play, it's a full lock, because they can't even cast at instant speed. Um, like, it's, it's, it's crazy. Uh, the the experience, the main experience I've had with it that was insane was I was playing against Karn Mulet, and um, he had had, he got a Hornet Queen in play, and I had Narsa, I just slammed the, 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 the box. He had Ensnaring Bridge. He couldn't attack anymore. Like, he had locked himself out with his own bridge. And I was like, holy crap, this is really cool. Um, and it's led to me wanting to play uh, more like a Tezzeret deck with Narset and with Puzzle Box and with Bridge. I thought that would be super cool. Um, like, and maybe play, like, Bottled Cloister or something. I don't know. Like, yeah, I like, I want to mess with it more. But Puzzle Box is super, super cool. Well, I, I have no understanding of why this is good because i'm trying to finish games by turn two and three uh which leads me to my next card scale up this is the sorcery yes it's beautiful uh we were talking about how we think tom ross had a direct hand in designing this card <laughs> it is single green mana one cmc six makes your uh creature into a six four worm it's, it turns it green actually it's kind of gross when you do it with a blighted agent but uh, yes, uh, the reason I think this is good is it increases the number of turn two kills you have. 
significantly because you only need to combo this with Might of Old Croza or a Groundswell. You don't have to have uh, some odd combination of Becomements and a Bobble and a Fetchland and a Mutagenic Growth. Uh, you can basically win with two cards on turn two. It's kind of amazing. And I'm currently playing three. Don't think that's correct. I'm probably going to have to go to four. The card is very powerful. And the fact that you don't have to fill your graveyard means you can also do some pretty crazy things with your mana base. You can uh, delay using fetch lands until you've drawn. Typically, you want to just filter and get all the cards in your graveyard. So if you draw the uh, whatever it is, become immense, you can delve it all away and kill them. But you don't have to do any of the crazy stuff anymore. Scale up allows you to just slow down or win immediately. So it's extremely versatile and kind of a huge fan. So scale up A+, plus, I think. Nice. Uh, the next one we have is the uh, Horizon Lands. And uh, so I've been playing with these in Burn a fair bit. I think I've up to about 20 matches with it. And I am overall a fan, very much so. Um, and I think that with the... When I was reading on the Lava Spikes, I read a lot of people were talking about uh, the pain the pain land being too much. And um, I think that's very much going to be a meta call. I think there's definitely, if I was playing in a meta full of Zoo and um, Life Total decks, yeah, I probably am going to be... You know, and Josh, when you start playing on... a Mono red, I think that's going to be relevant, and I might be citing something out for like one or two of those. Um, mm. But when I go to um, an R meta where I'm playing against infect decks that I don't really care about my life total anyways, or I'm playing against control decks, or I'm playing against some sort of you know combo deck, it's definitely um, not as relevant as I had feared it would be, um, and more so it's just really nice to be able to have that extra draw and win games off of it. And I've definitely had multiple instances of that where, you know, I had to win that turn and you pop the horizon land for a bolt and, you know, there's lethal that's game. So, uh, overall really excited about the horizon lands. I'm on four currently. Um, you know, if the meta shifts, I might switch that back down to three and go back up to four, um, inspiring advantages, but I love that it always comes in untapped because, mm -hmm. A turn four, um, a turn four inspiring vantage is such a poor draw that it like just hurts you inside, and a little part of you dies, and you cry, and you know. <laughs> um, so that oh. definitely, and having the ability to drop that, and if I don't have anything else to do, just pop it for another draw, like, is really great in the deck. So that's really cool. Uh, I was going to add, the Horizon Land Waterlog Grove specifically is not great in Infect. There's uh, mixed feelings on the the Horizon Land, the blue-green one, in Infect when you talk to a bunch of people. My experience is that it's 100% negative. I do not want this card in my deck. My life total is basically a ticking time bomb. I just have to keep it <laughs> as high as I can. And so... I even prioritize an island in the side so I don't have to burn myself uh, as often. So, like, yeah, I, I could go on and on, but I just don't think it's where you want to be in Infect because Infect is so mana-hungry and intensive and you want to leave up uh, vines or you want to leave up blossoming defense and you can't afford to tap two lands, essentially, end of turn to draw a card, where it's less so of a problem than burn is what it sounds like. It's like you can just... Do it because you're not trying to protect, you know, your single win condition on the board. So pro, yeah, pro, my single win condition on the board is killing you. <laughs> well, your win condition is actually drawing more cards, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, technically, yeah. And I I can't win the game unless I have an infector on the board. Like unless I untap with an infector, there's no way I can win. Uh, with infect, that is, I can pull off some weird shenanigans with regular damage, but typically you need an infector, and if you tap out, you're putting yourself at risk. I would like to say I'm a full advocate of you playing four of these main board. So, yeah, same. Just throwing it out there. 100% aware. Thank you so much for the advice. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, moving on. <laughs> you know, the good news, though, Travis, at least they're printing Leylons for us. 
Oh my gosh. Okay. I got I got so wrecked by this. I traded for and bought foil ley lines of sanctities like two weeks ago. Three weeks ago or whatever. And now they're being reprinted. I still think those are gonna hold value though. Like they'll dip a little bit. Yeah. I think the foils will. Okay, I hope you're right. They're M eleven, they're beautiful, but uh I don't know. We'll see. Okay, so yeah, yeah they are. Uh, this red one's pretty sweet. <laughs> so we've already talked about Leyline of Sanctity being printed. They mentioned Leyline of the Void is going to be printed, so the price will drop on those. We have a new Leyline, though, the red one, as Josh mentioned. I'll read it real quick. Leyline of Combustion, two red, red, same as the other ones. If Leyline of Combustion is your opening hand, you get to put it in uh, to play for free Ooh. at the beginning of the game. Yep. When you and or at least one permanent you control becomes the target of a spell or ability an opponent controls, Leyland of Combustion deals two damage to that player. So if they target you or your stuff, they take two. Yeah, I, I like this. Okay, great. I mean, <laughs> awesome. I like it in I, theory. Like... Oh, man. I'm just. I just. I'm... I don't know. Well, you and I were kind of debating about this before the podcast, so we can oh, kind of rehash man. that out. Like, yeah. So, not only do I think it's good in like mirror type scenarios, it's also solid against like control decks or like the rocks. Like, it's great against the rock, right? Yeah, I think that's like probably the main one that I'm like, oh, okay, this is a sweet card there because, yeah, yeah, target me and make me discard a card, and I'll bolt you in response, and you take two damage from targeting me. Well, and they're gonna take two damage from their thought seeds. So, yeah, like this seems good. And I, like I said, I like it in the mirror. Like I'm gonna play it in Mono Red Phoenix. Like, like so, I think I think it's good in a non like I think in Red Phoenix it's probably good, or like in Blue Red Phoenix. But like you know, initially when I see this, I'm like, ooh, burn! That would be sweet. But just like the fact that it's a four drop, so if I don't hit this on my opening hand, I feel like it's a dead card because I feel like in that match I've probably already lost anyways. Yeah, if I get around scenario, hard casting this, you can pitch What's this. That? To, you can pitch this to Force of Rage. It's true, you can. Yeah. <laughs> uh, excuse me, I need to go off mic for a minute to vomit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I just guess saying, I could play saying. this. I could play this with Force of Rage and just like play a horrible version of Burn that doesn't ever win. Like, there's yeah. a world where that happens. So. Wait. Wait, burn wins? 50% of the time. <laughs> Approximately. <laughs> okay. Hey, uh... Uh, so let's print some hate cards for the fair decks. Anyway, I mean, that's what I feel like this is. We got Leyline of Combustion, Leyline of Safety. Okay, we're going to take the fair decks and we're going to shut them down. And uh, you know what? Hey, Degenerate Combo guys, you still got uh, 72 power on board when you untap. Uh, we got Leyline of the Void too. It got spoiled. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, we're that's fine. Out. There's, uh, I mean, you just play creatures and attack. That's how you get around both of these. Uh, yeah. Combustion, Sanctity, uh -huh. and Void. Um, a card that we left off here that I want to mention real fast uh, before I forget is Scheming Symmetry. The bl one black, uh, choose two target players. Each of them searches their library for a card, then shuffles their library and puts that card on top of it. I feel like that card's begging, begging to be broken. Like. Oh, I there's lots of ways to break it, especially with Teferi Time Raveler. You can do yeah. it instant speed, and like even in response to a fetch or a shuffle effect. Yeah, like I. And that's the obvious one. Yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of where I am with it. Like I want to try this in something. I just don't know what. Like it's it seems like a powerful card. Like Demonic Tutor is obviously very good. And this is like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's interesting. I'm not interested in putting two bad cards together to make one good combo. But the fact that this combos with a really good card, being Teferi, mm -hmm. makes me think there's a world where it's good. If it's going to be eternally playable, you're probably going to be casting miracles with it. So you want to take extra turns or something. That's kind of what I was thinking. Like, the blue-black turns deck could just be Esper turns with, like, Teferi and stuff. And you don't even need to ferry at that point. Yeah, so that's true. That's true. Yeah. No, Freddie, we don't want more Chandras. 
Both guys so many like Chandras. Chandras. There's like it. there's literally about to be ten Chandras in standard. I'm gonna play mono red Chandras in standard next rotation. Like you didn't even put the good Chandra on here. That's what I said. The one that gives the I, I so I what had happened is I had originally done a screenshot and then it was too small, so I was individually doing them and then I got sidetracked and didn't put the third one on. So my bad. But they're old spoilers anyways. Like we're getting eighty Chandras in this set and it's sweet and there's lots of Chandras and hey, did you guys know there's Chandras? Just throwing it out there. There's going to be Chandras. If you didn't have any Chandras, you do now. I love it. I love this art from Anna Steinbauer that they use. Like, and it's consistent across. Like, she's adorable. Like, she's like this little kid, like about to set stuff on fire in the first one, and then she's like a little bit older, like getting control of like the Spitfire and stuff. I'm like, this is such a neat progression to see. Um, on the art side, as an artist myself, but like. Yeah, I think the mythic one's good. I don't know if it's like modern playable good, um, like outside oh. of like Ponza or something. But yeah, I, my, yeah, that was my reaction too. I, I think, think the only modern playable Chandra is Torture Defiance. Uh, true. I, I think I, you're I, right. Like, in a, there's there's a world where Jun just plays Pyromaster again, right? Like the one they used to play. Is that the older uh, like the older drop, or drop one? m10 or m11 something like that no no no. it's newer than that it's, it's like newer than that m15 i think okay and i don't think so be... i think torch of defiance is still better i think it's probably better uh but yeah i think the the pinging a creature on the uptick is cool in pyromaster i saw i saw it in the sideboard of john recently is the only reason i mention it but yeah the uh the other one is a six drop uh it can't be countered uh awakened inferno at plus is to give an emblem that pings. Uh, it minuses to deal three to a non-elemental, and then minus X it deals X damage to target creature or planeswalker. Uh, if a permanent is dealt damage this way, would die this turn. You exile it instead. Instead, excuse me, hiccups there. But yeah, like it's pretty cool. It's just a six drop. Is the only issue. It's a huge issue. Yeah, yeah. There's we don't have Nick fit in modern. Uh, yeah. The, I was gonna say the next, uh, the next one there, the flame sweep. I'm super stoked about this card. Yeah. In modern, yeah, yeah. yeah. I Phoenix. think this absolutely goes in Phoenix. Can you tell us? What uh, you the, no longer why? have to anger of God your own phoenixes. Like if you need a board wipe. Yeah, with uh, with Marty Pyra making a resurgence, you often find yourself on the defensive with your phoenixes. I found because that matchup's kind of hard. Uh, flame sweep like solves that problem, and I was like, "Holy crap! <laughs> it doesn't hit your." It's a creatures. one. It's a one-sided board wipe yeah. because all your creatures have flying, except for your seven eight that you don't care if it takes two damage anyways. Yeah, but like, yeah. So this gives you like alternate solutions to thing in the ice when dealing with the deck full of you know magmatic sinkholes and fatal pushes. So getting yeah. getting. Getting your thing in the ice magmatic sinkhole feels really bad. <laughs> Weird. Okay. Yeah, I think it's very good. Uh, the uh, next card. Uh, also, it's an instant, which is super relevant too. Yeah, uh, we didn't even tell, say what it does. So it's two. Oh, in oh red. so flame sweep is two in a red. <laughs> flame sweep deals <laughs> two damage to each creature except for creatures you control with flying. Easy. Yeah, like I think it's very good. Um, yeah, I'll probably replace the Kuzlik's returns in the side with it. Like, yeah, you don't get the pro thing, but like not killing my Phoenix is so nice. Uh, it also triggers prowess, so my uh, Swiss Spears will live. Um, yeah, uh, Goblin Ringleader is about to be modern legal, guys. Two, two for four, three in a red. Haste, whenever it enters the battlefield. Draw four cards. I mean, uh, reveal the top four cards of your library. Put all goblin cards revealed this way into your hand and the rest on the bottom in any order. That card often reads, draw four cards. Yeah. And I just... play them for no CMC. Oh, my gosh. So things we need to point out with this card. Tarfire, the one mana sorcery, two damage to any target, is uh, a goblin, oddly enough. And you can find Tarfire off of this. It's we an instant. Uh, Tarfire is an instant, by the way. Great, thanks. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, I, did, I didn't know that because I don't play goblins. 
But with Goblin Ringleader, <laughs> this is the like straw that broke the camel's back. They've been slowly printing goblins into modern that you know we had pile driver and then we had siege gang commander uh they did uh goblin not goblin king but what's the the lord but chieftain. it doesn't chieftain yeah there's just all war sorts... yeah, yeah war and war chief just got printed too yeah and i think yeah. this was the card that they were waiting for that pushes it over the top and man that yeah. makes it playable we just got matron too like i'm super stoked yeah so this we basically have legacy goblins Mine in Yes. And which, is Trapmaster? That's obviously modern legal. So. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it was a corset or so something. I, I think this is going to be the real deal. Uh, being able to just go over the top with a ringleader end of turn off of your vial and then just spill, spew your guts with a bunch of hasters. Might even splash bidding. I would love to see Patriarch's bidding back, but this card's amazing. Yeah, I'm. Oh, this makes man. me want to build goblins. Like, me well, too. I, I will. <laughs> like, it was. Oh man, yeah. Goblin bidding was my first competitive deck. Like, I've cast a lot of ringleaders in my day. Oh my gosh, I'm. I'm. So, so either you guys got some vials I can pick up. <laughs> check. I'm. Uh, I'm beyond excited. Um, next up, another planeswalker, Ajani, Strength of the Pride, two and two white, um, five loyalty. Which is uh, pretty good, right? Plus one. Sorry, just my... to get my snarky in on this. In case you didn't like Chandra, you can get Ajani's too. We got Ajani's, just letting you know. <laughs> plus sorry, one. continue, Josh. I'm sorry. You gain life equal to the number of creatures and uh, you control, plus the number of planeswalkers you control. Minus two, create a 2-2 white cat soldier creature token named Ajani's Pride Mate. With whenever you gain life, put a plus one, plus one counter on Ajani's Pride Mate. And zero, if you have at least 15 life more than your starting life total, exile Ajani Strength of the Pride in each artifact and creature your opponent controls. This is going straight into the standard Jeskai, uh, uh, Jeskai Super Friends deck in standard. Um, as for modern, I don't really think this has a home outside of maybe like Soul Sisters. A four drop in Soul Sisters seems bad. Yeah, they've played Archangel I'm not familiar with, with Soul past. Sisters. It plays like Soul Warden and stuff and just gains a bunch of life and attacks you with Sarah send it. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, like they played Archangel of Thune in the past, but even that, like, super clunky. And I think this is too slow, too. Uh, like I said, I played a whole bunch in Standard because I played Jessica Super, super Friends and Stupid Friends in Standard because that deck is stupid. I've got like a 96% win rate or something with it. Um, yeah. It's uh, it's very good, a very good deck there. Has not translated to modern. <laughs> uh, <laughs> next up is a super super interesting card, and that's Kaikar Winds Fury. It's a three three for one, a blue, a red, and a white. Flying. Whenever you cast a non creature spell, you create a one one white spirit creature token with flying, and then you can sacrifice a spirit and add red. This is weird. <laughs> I I don't know if it's playable anywhere. This is where I want to enlist Matt and Ass and say, hey, this is now modern legal. Do your worst. And yeah, I'm sure he will too. <laughs> like, I feel like this is a card like Matt's <laughs> going to break, probably. Um, there's gotta be something. Like, it seems really cool. Um, it seems very, very powerful. I'm just not sure where it goes. Um, four mana is a lot in modern sometimes, but this is a solid little body attached to it. Maybe. Maybe some kind of Jeskai Tempo deck, like with Geist of Saint Draft or something, but four mana is a lot. I like I don't know. I want it to be good though. The art's phenomenal. Um, and the abilities are all super cool. Mm -hmm. My my first reaction was that it doesn't have an ETB. I, I yeah. expected it to say something like when this enters, create a spirit in yeah. addition, but it, it does not. And yeah, being at four mana multiple, I'm uh not a fan. Yeah, like it, like a lot. Like I said, all of its abilities are super cool. It's just like I'm, I'm in the same boat. Like it doesn't do anything when it enters. Um, it's one of those things that if it showed up somewhere, I wouldn't really be all that surprised. I'd be like, oh, okay, I guess that makes sense. But yeah, it's 
like i wish it was like a three four or like it's not a build around for you yeah like i wish it was a three four or like a two four um just you know one more toughness yeah Uh, but lightning bolt is having a resurgence so lightning bolt is still the most played card in modern yeah yeah it is so yeah it's it's a bummer Uh, it's another card i'll play in standard i'm sure but no uh probably no modern love all right well with that let's close our podcast uh gilbert where can people find you on the internets instagram and twitter at ours is the fury and over on twitch.tv slash eldenari you don't actually have a grinder account do you no, I do not actually have a grinder account. Uh, Freddie, uh, where can I'm happily married? <laughs> <laughs> he didn't ask if you're married or not, Josh. He just asked you to answer the question. A grinder account. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Freddie, where can people find you? Uh, people can find me at Classcop Radio eighty six on Instagram and Twitch TV, and you can find me at Twitter. Uh, at Travis underscore 8427, twitch.tv slash Travis 8427. going to be streaming the Modern Playoff this week. It's going to be Saturday morning, so log on and check me out. He'll, awesome. He's also over at uh, Grinder at Travis oh, 8427. No, no, stop. <laughs> oh. 